Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to Tech Sisters Stories. Tech Sisters is a community that supports Muslim women in tech through storytelling and sisterhood. My name is Grace, and I get to interview the amazing women in our community, share their stories and the lessons they learned. On today's episode, we have Hira Saeed, and I really like this episode because Hira gives us a good reality check. She really gives us the truth. Make sure that you stay listening to the end of the episode for a super special community announcement from Texasers, and I hope you enjoy the show. Today on Texasers Stories, we are super excited to have Hira Saeed. Hira is the founder and chief executive officer at Caterpillars, which is a digital platform and accelerator that helps women to build and scale their businesses and careers. She also works as a freelance consultant and copywriter for clients worldwide and has been featured on multiple tech blogs and publications with her byline. Being a community builder in Pakistan's tech and startup ecosystem, she leads Pakistan's leading tech community called Tech Geeks, which has over 14,000 members. Lastly, she's an advocate for bringing more women into tech and business and has been developing programs and giving talks and workshops to accelerate the same mission. She has been a guest, panelist, and speaker at numerous conferences worldwide, of which the highlighted one is her talk at Netflix HQ, where she shared her views on women in leadership. Super excited. So glad to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me, Grace. Lovely to be here. Wonderful. How did you first get into this? So, yeah, it has been a very roller coaster ride. My whole fascination with technology and this industry began, I think, when I was a kid. I grew up playing a lot of video games. I grew up being fascinated by um, new smartphones. And since I'm a 90s kid, so if people who are who are born into 90s kid understand that we actually um, saw that entire paradigm shift of having the phones with antennas and then the world started shifting towards having a smartphone. Uh, so I was always fascinated by technology overall and never made it sort of like a mission to actually start working in the tech industry. But I think uh, my my fascination for work technology was always there. And then I studied, graduated in business education, did my MBA. And then obviously the whole, the whole world was shifting toward digital. That's where I got into tech. I started my career as a digital marketer. I learned a lot about how this entire ecosystem of, of web basically works. That's how basically I got into it. And since then, I've never been focused on like one big area where I feel this is something that I really want to explore. I call myself like a like an all-rounder in terms of reading new trends, building new communities, uh, helping other women get into freelancing, helping other women getting into tech. So that's just how my journey has been so far. It's full of like new learnings and new insights that I always get. Um, it sounds from that that... What you're driven by is the potential and the applications for tech rather than the stack itself. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. To be very honest, initially when I started my career, I wanted to become a programmer at one time. I actually did a bootcamp to learn coding as well. Uh, but then I didn't want to just do it because I was in tech. I think I had a lot to offer. I knew that I am really good at writing as well. People have always appreciated my words and I worked as a journalist for two years as well. So I think I had a lot to offer in that area where my words, my voice and this whole spectrum where I can build more communities and obviously talk to and meet people like you had like more potential or had more interest from my side instead of just being a programmer. So yeah, I I still know bits and pieces of programming, but I've I've never worked <laughs> as a coder or programmer full time ever in my life. Yeah, that was totally fair. I'm asking that because some of the questions that we get asked at Tech Sisters is mm. from people who are interested in technology but are really put off from coding. And so this is a really good example of just how vast tech is that you can get in and you can be an active participant 
and you don't necessarily Absolutely. have to be, you know, a master coder. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think this was the confusion and kind of like narrative that I grew up with as well, that people who, who really want to come into tech, they only see that this entire industry is just like, it's just filled with programmers and unless you don't build products and unless you don't know how to code, there is no career path for you. But uh, I think uh, the whole industry itself is just so vast. It has so many applications. And and now, especially the world that we're living in currently, nothing has been done without the application of technology. So you just have to find what you feel that you'd be really good at instead of just become a coder. I'm totally okay with people who choose that part, but it's just not the end of it. Yeah, yeah. No, like what you said, you figure out what you're good at and find a niche that supports that. So like when we're mentoring mm, people, we, we say to start listing your strengths and your values. That way you have a really good baseline for where you want to be and what you could possibly achieve, what you can build on, what you're starting with. So you're talking about copywriting. Now, how is tech or writing for technology different from, I guess, uh, like narrative writing, literature writing or something like that? Yeah, so uh, I only started working as a copywriter after my uh, like uh, work in the journalism. So when I left my full-time job in year 2016, I, I studied journalism to become like a full-time journalist because again, I knew that I, this is, this is one space where I'm really passionate about. And I was living in Pakistan at that time and there wasn't any, there wasn't any media news that was covering Pakistani tech ecosystem. And I was mainly covering Pakistani tech space on international media. That's where I basically got really interested into using the same skill that I have, which is writing, to start helping people who basically need copywriters for the web. So I actively started working as a copywriter uh, at the same time when I was working as a journalist. And then things sort of like become so successful from that point uh, with this with this my writing career, mashallah, that... Uh, Eventually, in 2017, I had to convert that entire freelance thing into a full-time business. And that's where I started my first company, which was Digital Doers. So we were a copywriting agency where we were providing copywriting services to clients all over the world. And I was still working as a as a full-time journalist covering Pakistan tech ecosystem and media as well. Wow. Wait. So, Marshall, so you're working full-time and you're doing a freelance copywriting business, which then took off. And now you started a business based around that while working full-time. Yes. Um, oh. So this is why I say that that has been such a roller coaster ride. Wow. I actually dived into full time freelancing like with with no plan. Like my sure. the, the company that I was working for, uh, it closed its operations in Pakistan, and then I literally had like no plans. I I I knew that I this is just one skill that I'm good at. I knew that if I start finding clients who need my writing services, I may be like successful in that. But I had like no plan to be very honest at all. So I intentionally just did that journalism diploma, started pitching my stories to international media. I got a really good response from there. And then some of the some of the stories got a really good start in those platforms. And then from there, I think the things kind of like took its own turn. And I was just playing it by ear. I was like, oh, okay, so these people are reading my stories and now they're reaching out to me if I can work from them. And then that's how that business was built. Then eventually I stopped working as a journalist because in Pakistan, there wasn't a lot of like, kind of like demand for it. And my business needed my more attention. So I eventually just shifted becoming a journalist for like part time or maybe if I get any gig, I do that. But I shifted my full focus on uh, building my remote agency that I ran for almost two years. I'm wondering if because you started out with the intention of doing freelancing, did that then have 
an effect on your mindset in the full-time job, whereas you were able to kind of be more flexible and see what's working instead of like, this one isn't working, I have to apply for another full-time job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think, just like I told you, I basically, the last company that I worked with, they had to close down their operations in right. Pakistan. So I was like basically unemployed. And that's when I decided to become a full-time freelancer. And even with journalism, I won't call it like a full-time work because I was still pitching the stories and then doing a lot of work by my own self. So I was my own boss. There wasn't any particular uh, media or news channel that I was right, working right, with. Right. So I was, I was an independent journalist and I was still working for my own. But that entire mindset shift of, of working full-time 9 to 5 for somebody and then becoming a full-time freelancer where you're literally doing everything by yourself you're your own accountant you're your own business development officer then you're doing the work as well and then from there actually started building the team that was the whole mindset shift again and i went through this entire roller coaster within like five (laughs) to six years like leaving my job to becoming a journalist to starting my own company and then from there to going going to the US and then coming back to Pakistan and starting Caterpillar. So it all has yeah. happened in the past six, seven years. That is packed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When I look back at it, I was like, oh, is, is that all that I did? I, I hope you took a break at some point. That's a lot that's happening, <laughs> mashallah. What would you say to somebody who's considering going down freelancing? Because we have a lot of people who are considering doing a career change into technology. They finished a boot camp, hmm. uh, but they aren't ready to get a full-time job yet. So they're considering starting freelancing. What kind of, uh, what would you say to someone in that position? So, yeah. So Grace, you know, when we started uh, discuss- discussing this entire tech space, you said yeah, a yeah. lot of people, when they hear technology, they think that technology is all about coding. That's the same mis- misconception people have about freelancing as well. That Mm -hmm. uh, to become like a freelancer, you literally have to leave your nine to five job and then maybe, I don't know, spend so much money, build portfolio, find clients. And I always tell people that freelancing itself is just that one field where you have so much freedom to mold it the way you want, like any other field in the world. If you have one skill that you think you can sell, if you have the mindset of somebody who can work for its own, that requires a lot of discipline as well. When you're working nine to five, you're obviously abiding by the policies and obviously the code of conduct your company has provided. So you're following mm-hmm. a specific discipline in your life. But when you're working on your own, you set a lot of rules for yourself. So if you have that mindset of somebody who can be their own boss and have that one skill that you think you can sell, anybody can become a freelancer. And you don't have to become a full-time freelancer by burning all the bridges. A lot of people <laughs> just like, yeah, leave their job uh, as a cold turkey and then think that if the clients would just come knock at their door and they'll be millionaire by the, the end of year. That's that's not how it happens. Just like any other business, freelancing requires your time. It requires an expert level of skills and it also requires a lot of self-discipline in your life as well. But that doesn't mean that nobody can do it, but that doesn't mean that it's only fixated to a few people who who basically have maybe good profile or who have started like six years ago. Everybody can start freelancing if you focus on, uh, number one, improving your skill, number two, having some discipline in your life so you can be your own boss, and number three, actually keep yourself aware of the trends in the industry and what type of what type of like strategies successful freelancers have used over the years that might work for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I love how you're taking it back to this. So it, it goes back to the strengths and values. If you're somebody who intrinsically 
does not want to go out and sell yourself or go look for clients and would rather put that responsibility to somebody else, freelancing probably isn't going to be a good fit for you. But if you're somebody who's yeah. open to that and is willing to be their own boss and take on that responsibility, yeah, it's it's totally free and open. You can fit, uh, fit it however you want to. Yeah. And there's a lot of like kind of uh, glitter attached to it as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel that these fields of freelancing and a lot of other crypto field, NFTs field, whatever mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're observing right now, they all... They all show you the end result about it on social media that somebody has made X Y Z thousand dollars. Somebody has made this. This this thing has changed uh, this person's life. Right. What they actually don't tell you that how much that person has actually spent learning about that field. How much that person actually invested initially to be able to achieve that result. And that's the same with freelancing. And with caterpillars, we just recently started our a career acceleration program in freelancing as well. And we just make it very clear that none of these programs can basically change your life unless you want to change your life. Freelancing itself is not your ticket to become a millionaire. It's not your ticket to freedom. Your skill, your expertise, and your commitment to that field is your ticket to freedom. So until or unless you want on the effort to actually go out there, build your profile, build your portfolio, start reaching out to clients and hone your skill, nothing in this world is going to matter no matter how much you try. And even we cannot help you because we can only enable your skill. We can only enable and give you that environment and access to community. But in the end, it's all up to you how you're going to implement those learnings within your own capacity. I'm really glad that you're giving that dose of realism there because I think, well, LinkedIn is just full of it, isn't it? I've quit my full-time job. I'm a freelancer. Buy my book to hear everything that I did and you can do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just that's just such a cookie cutter approach with yeah. um, with so many fields in this and, uh, and this is becoming very common where people only show you the end result of a specific field without actually making you aware of of the journey of how much they worked and how much the other person has and plus you also have to understand that a lot of people are born with so many privileges that going from point a to b is very different from for somebody than somebody who wasn't born with so many privileges. So they, mm. so there isn't any specific approach that I can say that if you do, if you follow this five six stickle of checklist, uh, you will be a successful freelancer. Somebody has to jump so many barriers before they reach point B as compared to somebody else. So it's just it's there isn't any any secret sauce that anybody can share that if I can do it, you can do it too. Maybe you can do it, the other person can't. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's the privilege and it's also like the, the appetite for risk and how much risk you can mm. handle because, you know, some people, they have a partner who's able to sustain them without that other second income. And some people just don't have that. They, and it's much more difficult. You can't just give up everything. You have to fit it in with your life. SubhanAllah. So, mm. there's, like you said, there's lots of different things, lots of factors. There's yeah. no one yeah. size fits all thing. So you're mentioning caterpillars. Let's pivot to that. Do you want to describe a little bit of what it is and why you saw the need for it? Sure. After I came back from the US in year 2019, I started caterpillars with just like one mission in mind, which was that I wanted to help women in Pakistan. And by help, I don't mean that it was any any non-profit that I wanted to start. The one gap that I saw in the industry was when I was working with an accelerator in the U.S., they they were offering like global programs for everybody who is running their social enterprises. And the representation of Pakistani women in that accelerator was like basically nothing. And that's when I realized that a country like Pakistan, which which is a developing country, they have so many 
grassroots problems that people can solve, then how come there is there isn't any representation of any startup or any company that is running their enterprises in this accelerator, especially from and obviously I was a woman and I was uh, my my part of the job over there was to build women's economic empowerment initiatives. So my whole mission was more tilted towards it. So when I came back to Pakistan, I realized that maybe I should try and see if there are enough women working in the in the startup ecosystem in Pakistan and see if we can build programs for them so they get more representation. And in the end, obviously, when they'll graduate from the program, they will be investment ready. So the more capital will start flowing into their business too. So that was the whole premise of that enterprise, uh, Scatterpillars, when I started in 2019. But it grew into something else. And that's something I think if somebody wants to take away from anything from this this interview is how this entire journey of startup like changes slowly and gradually as you're into it. So mm-hmm. we started Caterpillars as a boot camp for women entrepreneurs. Last year, it kind of pivoted into a full-fledged accelerator program where we were giving like a 16-week flagship accelerator program to women entrepreneurs from all over Pakistan. And that was right in the in the middle of COVID. We yeah. graduated uh, more than 25 startups in the previous two years, all run by women in different cities of Pakistan. And this year, we also uh, launched like two things, which is our digital platform. And the second is obviously our career acceleration vertical. Uh, when I say digital platform, what we are trying to do is to build like this ecosystem of, of women who are working in Pakistan. So they, they come at one place and they, where they can build and scale their careers and, and, and ventures together. So we have programs for women led businesses. And then we have programs for all those professional women who want to upskill themselves or want to level up their careers as well. So we added another career accelerator program to this. So now we are this company that helps women build businesses and careers. We have different programs for entrepreneurs. We have different programs for professional women. And now we are trying to expand reach towards MENA region as well to help more women who are who needs a platform like this. And also uh, one more thing that I feel there was a dire need of it was the uh, providing women the access to that community, the same community that you are trying to build with, with Tech Sisters as well. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that we feel there is a huge gap where women who are who are facing the similar type of challenges while building their business, one of the key important things that they need is having an access to the community of women who are exactly doing the same thing and share their challenges with them and find their day-to-day business solutions just by reaching out to those people. Yeah, mashallah, it's incredible. It's it's really, you know, I've had a look at the website and everything. It's a beautiful website. Mashallah, the programs are feel so comprehensive. And it really looks like when someone goes through the accelerator, they're poised for success, inshallah. And you touched on a number of things that have come through in multiple interviews that I've had in Texas, where women in these developing economies are so hungry for this chance to be financially independent and to support themselves and to, to have careers and jobs and startups. Uh, they just need the, the tools and the support. SubhanAllah. So it's uh, touching on that and also the, the community aspect. We've heard from lots of founders who have all said that as women and as minorities, it's so important to have that space where you can relate to other people who are going through the same things. Because being a founder is often a very lonely journey. And especially that's compounded when you have these other factors uh, going into it, your identity. So yeah, Masha, it's a beautiful thing that you're doing. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. And I think what you're trying to do with Tech Sisters is along the same mission as well. Uh, giving women that platform and giving the women the voice where they feel heard, mm-hmm. where they can share their struggles and challenges with other fellow women is such a beautiful um, thing to do. And 
and I think you've have you have your own experiences where you've seen how magic happens when you just try to build a community yeah. uh, of like-minded women. Yeah, subhanAllah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, thank you. Um, I'm wondering, since Akkad players have started, are there any like nice uh, success stories that you'd want to share with us? Yes, uh, there has been multiple. So uh, mm. from our entrepreneurship vertical, uh, we have uh, a couple of women who went ahead and have raised some seed fund for their startups as well. Uh, we have uh, a couple of women who won some of the grants for their startups. Uh, mm. We have success stories where the, those women went ahead and started their franchises in different cities of Pakistan. So, And we uh, measure the impact of our accelerator program after every six months. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of like uh, sort of gauge what type of impact this accelerator program is 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 creating, and also the takeaway of the entire accelerator is to make them investment ready, and also to help them scale their businesses depending on what their goals are. So some some uh, businesses they are at the stage where they just wanna expand their operations into a different city, but some businesses are at the stage where they wanna raise funds. By going through this accelerator program, they sort of feel ready to take the next step of their entrepreneurial journey. And with this career accelerator thing that we have launched, this is the first track that we are running on freelancing. Um, And just by interviewing all those women right now who are applying for the program, I see that it is going to be such a diverse and such a beautiful cohort of all those women who are working full time and either they want to start freelancing as a part-time staff or either they want to convert their full-time nine-to-five jobs into a full-time freelancing in 2022 so all the goals and all the the discussions that i'm having with with them has been like remarkable so i'm sure i'll be able to share more success stories of those events in the near future with you when we wrap up this cohort in april yeah mashallah that sounds incredible and and so there's a lot of baraka in there mashallah so if somebody is listening to this now and they're interested in applying for Caterpillars of any of the tracks, what could they expect? Yeah, so if you are a women-led business, um, and so our entrepreneurship accelerator right now is only for Pakistan. So if you're sure. hearing me from Pakistan and you run uh, your uh, business there, ideally a small business, go to caterpillars.com uh, slash entrepreneurship accelerator. Uh, we have uh, our applications open on the rolling basis. We are not recruiting for our cohort four right now, but uh, we are recruiting for our career accelerator. So if you are listening to me uh, from anywhere in the world, our career accelerator is open worldwide and you want to um, level up your career or scale up in any, in any specific industry. We have multiple programs, multiple tracks launching in the entire 2022 year. Right now, we are recruiting for our freelance track where we are designing a 12 weeks program for women who want to launch and grow their freelance career. You can go to caterpillars.com slash apply to uh, see the full details. And if possible, Grace, you can plug my email address to this um, uh, podcast as well. And they can always message me if they want to collaborate or if they want to participate in any of the programs that we offer. Yeah, definitely. I'll put that in the show notes. That'd be super exciting. What is something that you're most proud of? So in your whole tech career or in life in general, what's something that you feel really, really special about? That's a very interesting question. I think that's that's something that should go in my 2021 reflection <laughs> book as well. Yeah, it's a good time of year for this question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I think I'm very proud of like not giving up. Yeah. If I if I reflect uh, back on my journey, there there has been so many monumental times in my life where 
if it wasn't me or if it wasn't my grit, anybody would have given up. Anybody mm. would have taken the 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 very basic route. Uh, but I always chose otherwise. I don't know if it is if it is like a rebellious kid in me. I don't know if it was <laughs> me and my grit. Some but something there is something in me that just doesn't let me give up and 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 choose a very uh, simple option that life offers me. I always chose. I always choose a path that, as they say, that is less traveled by. And that has made me who I am. So I think to answer your question, I'm I'm just proud of not giving up. Masha, that's really lovely. But as you, I'm listening to that, I'm thinking that that must be difficult for your parents, family, people around you. <laughs> like, why can't you just take the simple path here? <laughs> yes, I think that now they've made peace with it. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So there, there were a lot of like, chatter from everybody that why and they still don't know what I do so and just like a lot of parents they yeah. uh, they see that they see that I'm successful uh, just by seeing my social media posts and all these talks and everything else that I do but I think they sort of like now has uh, they've made peace with <laughs> with what I'm doing sounds like they had no choice <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. um so the flip side of that next question is hmm. what's something that you regret or you wish you'd do differently? I think I regret saying a lot of yes in my life just for the sake of just for the sake of like finding more opportunities. I think I've given more time to people that that who don't who didn't deserve my time. And I think that that has been a very good journey as well in a way that you learn from your own mistakes. But now, especially in the year 2021, and literally I'm using this podcast to reflect on my year 2021. <laughs> so thank you for making my life easy. So I think yeah, yeah, in the yeah. year 2021, I improved a lot. I said a lot of no's in this year that helped me basically work on the things that mattered. Ask yourself these two questions. Does this thing move needle in your business? If the answer is no, just say no to it. If the answer mm-hmm. is maybe just say no to it as well. If the answer is a definitive yes, go for it. If it doesn't move needle in your life or in your business, and if you're still saying yes to it, then reconsider. Because right now, there are more important things in your life than you should take care of. So I think I, I regret saying a lot of yes, and I regret not making enough time for myself. Yeah, this is super important. I think a lot of people are changing their stance on this one since the pandemic. Yeah. Questioning yeah. what they're saying yes to you and choosing their values. Yeah. Mashallah. Okay. So another one for the self-reflection journal. What is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's something that you're most grateful for? So it could be in your career or just, you know, life in general. I'm so, so grateful of all the good people I've met in this journey. People like you, people like Faiza. They're and obviously really good friends and family. If it wasn't those good people who just basically stood by me when I was making all those rebellious decisions, it wasn't it wouldn't have been so easy. So I think I'm really, really grateful of of people in my life who who are just there. And you know that there are two types of people in your life. There are people who are who who meet you somewhere in the middle and they don't know your history. But there are some people in your life who've been there since the beginning and they stand by you no matter what happens. They know your history, they know where you come from and they know uh, how far you've come and how far you have to go and they stand by you at every single point in your life. And so I'm, I'm so grateful to have those friends and, and the family that support me. Yeah, Masha, and I'm glad you mentioned Faiza because I think she definitely counts as one of those 
for so many people. Absolutely. She is yeah. such a crucial person, mashallah. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that we didn't touch on or that you would like to, to say? I would just like to close this, this interview by saying always reach out to people for help. Even if for not for help, always reach out to people to offer what you can do for them and offer their support as well. Because there has been so many instances in my life where just sending a random email to somebody turned out very monumental decision for me. So if you have to take like any takeaway from this entire interview, do not hesitate to send that appreciation email that you've been meaning to the creator who has changed your life or to the influencer, to the mentor. Reach out, make that first step into seeking help and offering help. And I think uh, this is this is something that everybody should do um, in their life if they want to find lifelong friends and mentors. 100%. I just want to add in as somebody who gets it, I love those emails. They make me so happy. And I really like connecting with the people who are sending them and following up. So please mm. send emails, send those messages, ask for help. Don't hesitate because you know, the, it's fun. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah. And we, we just make it so uh, difficult in our own head. But, but 80% of the time I reach out to anybody for any help or support, they always get back to me. Yeah. So just send that email. If somebody has been an inspiration to you and has been influencing your life decision in a positive way, reach out to them and tell them that it matters because that may change their day as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not well, that positive energy is really spreading around. So it's helping you, it's really making a lot of people feel good. And this all started with an email. So you know <laughs> it works. Yes, that's this is the hypothesis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was so much fun. I really, really enjoyed talking with you today. This is really good. Same here, Grace. Lovely, uh, lovely talking to you. And I'm once again very grateful for Pfizer for connecting us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great conversation. I wish you all the best for Tech Sisters as well and everybody who's listening to me. Feel free to reach out if I can help you guys any way possible in your uh, journeys in tech. Thank you so much for listening to that story. I really hope you enjoyed it and you learned something from it. So now for that exciting community announcement. So Texasters is launching our very first annual community health survey. This is the first year we're doing it. It's going to be a yearly checkup of how we're doing as a community. So the intention of it is to establish a baseline of who is in Texasters, uh, measure how well Texasters is serving our community. So that means you and investigate ways that we can improve your experience. So it's really important that we are a community that is serving its members uh, and we want to make sure that we're doing that by checking in regularly and making sure that we're delivering on the benefits that people hope they get from Texasters. The survey is available to all members of Texasters so you have to be a member to take the survey uh, and the link is going to be in our Slack channel so if you already are a member you would definitely have received an email about this and if you check the Slack the link is going to be there too. The survey is going to be open for a month and I will be doing lots of reminders <laughs> uh, so that we can get a really good representation of the community and make sure that we're, we're getting the right information. And that's all. Uh, thank you again for listening to this episode. If you liked it, uh, if you like the podcast or you like this episode specifically, please remember to give us a rating or review. It really helps other people discover the podcast. Um, if you don't know how to do that, there's a link in the show notes uh, that tells you exactly what to do for each app. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I have the different instructions for each one. So yeah, please leave us a review. And 
I will see you next week with a new episode. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.